Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. This is an exciting new network that will feature podcasts of the paranormal, supernatural, and the unexplained. Now sit back, please, and enjoy Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. by the Wizard of Weird. This is Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. I am Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more. And on this particular edition of the show, guess what? I have a document here from the CIA, CIA CIA.gov. I'm going to tell you how you can find this document for yourself. It is a document that appears to reinforce everything that you have heard about the reality of manifestation, of magic, of the law of attraction, The mind-body-environment relationship, it is absolutely fascinating. This is a declassified CIA document, and we're going to dig into it. Plus, you know, this is a podcast, so you could be listening any time of the year, but I want to tell you the real story that inspired the real Ebenezer Scrooge. Because, you know, we have holidays for a reason, Holidays become holidays because they're supposed to remind us of something that we should be thinking about. And uh, the the story of the real Scrooge is such a fascinating tale because it it really illustrates the difference between having material wealth and feeling happy and what that relationship is. It all ties right back in to manifestation and the things that we need to remember about how reality is constructed. Furthermore, I have a tone I'm going to play for you for the first time ever, which is the good fortune tone. So when you hear this, the idea is that for the next seven days, good fortunate things will happen for you. So it's one of those editions of the show You need to contact your friends and family, email everybody you love and care about, send them a link to this show. It's a free show and say, you've got to listen to this. All right, let's dig into the CIA material, shall we? Well, first off, I mean, this is complex stuff. And if you've ever tried to read a government document, you'll know that sometimes they're worded and, and, uh, well, they're not always worded in the most user-friendly way. So let me start by giving you kind of an overview from an article that was written about the report that I'm going to read from for you. Uh, This is an article uh, located at HITC.com written by Feliz Mustafa. And it says, CIA Energy Hologram Explained. Twitter users claim law of attraction is real. And I'll just read some of this article following 
a resurfaced document from the CIA. People on social media claim the law of attraction is real, so here's the energy hologram study explained. Theories are only concepts when there is not a scientific explanation to prove their credibility. However, a CIA study suggests the law of attraction is real after all. Here's what the recent social media hype is all about. According to the CIA, the world that people live in is an energy hologram simulation and astral projection is real. In a document called Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process, under the section Holograms, the study says, quote, energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain frequencies in a three-dimensional mode that creates a living pattern called hologram, end quote. Uh, article says this study is not something new. In fact, it's a document that dates back to June 9th of 1983. That's 37 years ago, folks. Uh, they have a link here to the actual uh, report on the CIA website. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. There's uh, more stuff here. Uh, see, following this study, a number of people have claimed that this study has proved that the law of attraction is real. The law of attraction is belief, which states that people are able to attract abundance and success by thinking positive thoughts. Uh, and then they talk about some of the books along these lines. So anyway, let's jump into the actual document, shall we? And and if you if you don't believe this is real, all you have to do is go to whatever search engine I'm using, Google, and just do a search for CIA gateway process that's one term gateway and boom it pops up first thing right now at cia.gov and it is a declassified document titled analysis and assessment of gateway process so i have this it's a pdf uh it was written on the dated the, the 9th of june 1983 this took place within the army it was addressed to the commander of the U.S. Army Operational Group at Fort Meade, and this was apparently written by Lieutenant Colonel Wayne M. McDonnell. No small rank there, Lieutenant Colonel. And he starts off with the cover letter, and he says, You tasked me to provide an assessment of the Gateway experience in terms of its mechanics and ultimate practicality. As I set out to fulfill that tasking, it soon became clear that in order to assess the validity and practicality of the process, I needed to do enough supporting research and analysis to fully understand how and why the process works. So this is what some people might think of as, as a metaphysical situation here where the army is trying to get to the bottom of how reality works and what relationship there is between the mind, body and, and environment. Now, this is a 29-page report, and it is packed with information, so I'm not going to even try to read all this to you, but I will go over some of the highlights. Uh, they talk about hypnosis. That's a section here. Uh, they talk about transcendental meditation. They, talk, they have illustrations here showing how different parts of the brain react to, uh, like, hemisync and, and different types of... Uh, of stimulus biofeedback is a section uh, 
Let's see. They have, they talk about lasers. There's actually quite a bit of, um, well, I, I noticed on a number of occasions the name of a deceased scientist, Itzhak Bintov, comes up quite a bit. He was a Czech-born Israeli-American scientist and inventor. Interesting when you think about that because, you know, uh, I've talked about a lot uh, Robert Pavlita, who created the psychotronic generators. He was also Czech. Uh, so anyway, as we as we scroll down here, they talk about brain stimulation Energy entrainment, it says, as the body is turned into a coherent oscillator, vibrating in harmony with the surrounding electrostatic medium, the specific exercises included in the gateway tapes enjoin the participant to build up the energy field surrounding his body, presumably by using energy from the Earth's field, which the body is now entraining because of its ability to resonate with it. You know how you hear me talking about sympathetic resonance a lot? Listen to this section called Consciousness and Energy. Before our explanation can provide, uh, excuse me, can proceed any further, it is essential to define the mechanism by which the human mind exercises the function known as consciousness and to describe the way in which that consciousness operates to deduce meaning from the stimuli which it receives. To do this, we will first consider the fundamental character of the material world in which we have our physical existence in order to accurately perceive the raw stuff with which our consciousness must work. And, okay, so they're talking about your brain, your consciousness functioning within this certain medium, it says, you know, the part encodes the whole. Um, now, listen to this. Holograms. Are you ready? Pay, pay close attention to this. Energy creates, stores, and retrieves meaning in the universe by projecting or expanding at certain frequencies in a three-dimensional mode that creates a living pattern called a hologram. The concept of the hologram can be most easily understood by using an example cited by Bentov in which he asks the reader to visualize a bowl full of water into which three pebbles are dropped. As the ripples created by the simultaneous energy of the three pebbles radiate outward towards the rim of the bowl, Bentov further asks the reader to visualize that the surface of the water is suddenly flash frozen so that the ripple pattern is preserved instantly. The ice is removed, leaving the three pebbles still laying at the bottom of the bowl. Okay, so they're talking about suspending something in sort of the medium. And here's how it relates to consciousness. It says... In a, in a section called the Consciousness Matrix, the universe is composed of interacting energy fields, some at rest and some in motion. It is, in and of itself, one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity. According to the theories of Carl Prebum, 
a neuroscientist at Stanford University, and David Boehm, a physicist at the University of London, the human mind is also a hologram which attunes itself to the universal hologram by the medium of energy exchange, thereby deducing meaning and achieving the state which we call consciousness. Whoa! Did you get that in a CIA document? The universe is composed of interacting energy fields, some at rest and some in motion. It is in and of itself one gigantic hologram of unbelievable complexity. The human mind is a hologram which attunes itself to the universal hologram by the medium of energy exchange, thereby deducing meaning and achieving the state which we call consciousness. As the energy passes through various aspects of the universal hologram and is perceived by the electrostatic fields which comprise the human mind, the holographic images being conveyed are projected upon those electrostatic fields of the mind and are perceived or understood to the extent that the electrostatic field is operating at a frequency. Okay, this is getting a little bit, I'm not going to continue this. You can, if you can read this for yourself, you can see the illustrations, official CIA document, Go to Google or wherever and just type in CIA gateway process. You will find this document at CIA.gov. It is called analysis and assessment of the gateway process. There you go. You know, one of the interesting things about the CIA and, you know, people who work within government is they are not like scientists who have to try to understand why everything works. They're only interested in what works. They're result oriented. And so this is another way of saying, look, folks, everything about this relationship, the mind, body, environment relationship and manifestation that you've been hearing from people like me is, again, being reinforced by people who are out there who are no nonsense military people. We're coming up on our first break. Uh, When we come back, I want to tell you more about the importance of using your mind and that interaction with the universe to create a conscious field of abundance and prosperity, even, well, even if it comes from a spooky example, you know, like ghosts. You'll see what I mean when we come back. Hey, this is important. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren and go to my website, joshuapwarren.com. Take two seconds, sign up for the free e-newsletter, instantly receive a digital good luck charm and instructions on how to build the Aura Visor, allowing you to see into the spirit realm. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act? Let this be the year you get screening tests that can detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in the way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. Hey, the Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel is waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for more information. You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now, let's get back to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, the Wizard of Weird, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio here in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. And when you think about that CIA document that I was reading in the last segment, 
and you start to consider what it takes for your brain, your mind to actually start interacting with the environment to create the life that you want or to create the phenomena that you want to experience. And that's different for everyone. Um, we always talk about the importance of reminders of affirmations and that's why I always tell people if you're working on a project and you want to make sure that your affirmation works take whatever calendar that you use and at least once every week or two make a note to take your affirmation and move it put it somewhere else it's like hitting the reset button because it brings it back into your mind once again fresh and uh, that's important because if you just keep uh, an affirmation somewhere after a week or so you're just not even going to notice it anymore it's you'll just sort of zone out and it becomes part of the background and that is why i think the holidays are so important holidays are supposed to be like reminders for you once a year uh to Confirm or reaffirm something of importance, something you're supposed to keep in mind. And it amazes me how that every year, uh, most of our holidays are, are there to you know remind us of something good and positive and to help us be better people. And it seems like we, as a society, uh, we, we participate for, you know, a, a little while and then we go right back to our chaotic ways. Well, people ask me, because of the work I've done all these decades, Josh, what's your your favorite creepy movie? And my go-to answer on that is, well, The Shining. But when people ask me, what's your favorite spooky book, you know, like about ghosts, they're surprised when I say, oh, well, that would be A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. You could read and think about that book any time of the year. And I want to share some information with you about that book and why I find it so intriguing you know, there's a great movie about how Dickens struggled to crank out that 110-page book in about six weeks, snatching inspiration wherever he could. The movie is called The Man Who Invented Christmas, and I suggest you watch it if you love that story as much as I do. A Dickens biographer describes the book A Christmas Carol as being, quote, written at white heat, end quote, the final pages being completed in early December of 1843, and that same month, it hit the shelves on December 19th and was sold out by Christmas Eve. And by the end of 1844, three, excuse me, 13, 13 editions had been released. Amazing. So, of course, the main character of A Christmas Carol is the infamous miser Ebenezer Scrooge. He has a cold, greedy heart. But in one night of visits on Christmas Eve by three different strange spirits who show him things about the world he's tried to ignore, he sees the error of his ways and transforms into a warm and grateful person. Now, everyone needs to see this story every year. And some people, again, they still won't get it, still not, they, they still will not take the message to heart. But anyway, did you know that the character of Scrooge was based on a real man? Now, there were a number of well-known old misers in London back in Dickens' day, but the one most scholars think Dickens based Scrooge on was a man named John Elwes. Uh, in fact, Dickens even mentioned John Elwes specifically um, 
on other occasions in, in other work. So here's the story of this man, what we might think of as the real Scrooge. John Elwes was born in Southwark, England on April 7th of 1714 and died November 26th of 1789 at the age of 75. He was, uh, well, his father, I should say, was a successful brewer. Uh, his father's father was a member of parliament. His mother was the daughter of a wealthy English baronet, uh, and his mother's mother, Lady Isabella, happened to be a famous miser herself. So as a young man, he received a good education in the classics at the Westminster School and then traveled some in Europe to study horsemanship in Geneva, Switzerland. He was even introduced to Voltaire, the famous French writer, John Elwes had already inherited his first fortune at the age of four when his father died, and his mother was left the equivalent of nearly $10 million in today's money, but they say she starved herself to death because she was too cheap to spend it. And when she died, he inherited the vast family estate spanning numerous properties. But an even bigger inheritance came when his uncle died, Sir Hervey. Sir Hervey prided himself on only spending little more than 110 pounds on himself per year. So John and his uncle would spend the evening by a cheap candle railing against other people's extravagances while they shared, shared, mind you, a single glass of wine. When his uncle died in 1763, the 49-year-old John Elwes inherited about $20 million in today's money. But that fortune would continue to grow over the years due to his various businesses. In fact, in 1772, when he was 58, with the help of a friend named Lord Craven, John Elwes became a member of Parliament himself for practically no election expenditure. He sat with either party according to his whim and he never once rose to address the house of commons fellow members mockingly observed that since he possessed only one suit they would never accuse him of being a turncoat and being a member of parliament did however cause elwes to frequently travel to westminster he made the journey on a poor lean horse the route chosen being always the one whereby he could avoid turnpike tolls he was known to put a hard-boiled egg in his pocket, and midway on his journey, he would sit under some hedge and eat his egg or sleep. After 12 years, he retired rather than face the prospect of laying out any money to retain his seat. And throughout his adulthood, he was one of England's most famous misers. He went to bed when darkness fell to save on candles. He began wearing only ragged clothes, including a beggar's cast-off wig that he found in a hedge, and he wore that for at least two weeks. His clothes were so dilapidated that many mistook him for a common beggar and would put a penny into his hand as they passed. To avoid paying for a coach, he would walk in the rain and then sit in wet clothes to save the cost of a fire to dry them. His house was full of expensive furniture, but also molding food. He would eat putrefied game before allowing new food to be bought on one occasion it was said that he ate a moor hen that's a bird that floats on the water like a duck 
ate a moorhen that a rat had pulled from a river. And rather than spend money for repairs, he allowed his spacious country mansion to become uninhabitable. A near relative once stayed at his home in the country, but the bedroom was in such a poor state, the relative was awakened in the night by rain pouring on him from the roof. The relative was forced to move his bed several times until he found a place where he could be dry and on remarking the circumstances to Elwes in the morning, Elwes said, I, I don't mind it myself. That's a nice corner in the rain. His biographer, a man named Edward Tropham, or Topham, who knew him well, said, quote, According to one historian, he even complained bitterly of the birds robbing him of so much hay with which to build their nests. Even Elwes's health was limited by expense. In common with many misers, he distrusted physicians, preferring to treat himself in order to save paying for one. He once badly cut both legs while walking home in the dark, but would only allow the apothecary to treat one, placing a bet with a doctor, wagering the doctor's fee, that the untreated limb would heal first. Elwes won, and the doctor had to forfeit his fee. Elwes also wore... Uh, see, he bore a wound from a hunting accident. Legend has it one day he was out shooting with a gentleman who, who was a particularly bad shot, and this same man accidentally fired through a hedge, lodging several shot in the miser's cheek. And with great embarrassment and concern, the gentleman approached Elwes to apologize. But Elwes, ant anticipating the apology, held out his hand and said, my dear sir, I congratulate you on improving. I thought you would hit something in time. When his parliamentary career was over, Elwes devoted his full energies to being a miser as he moved about among his many properties. At his neglected estates, he continued to forbid repairs, joined his tenants in post-harvest gleaning, and sat with his servants in the kitchen to save the cost of a fire elsewhere. Even on the post, uh, excuse me, even in the uh, on the coldest day of winter, he was known to sit fireless at his meals, saying that eating was exercise enough to keep him warm. If a stable boy put out hay for a visitor's horse, Elwes would sneak out and remove it. In his last years, he had no fixed abode and frequently shifted his residence between his unrented London properties in the neighborhood of Marlebone, seeking out the ones which were temporarily unoccupied. A couple of beds, a couple of chairs, a table, and an old woman, as he called her, that's his housekeeper, were said to be all his furnishings. And this same housekeeper was known to frequently catch colds because there were never any fires and often no glass in the windows. This practice nearly cost Elwes his life when he fell desperately ill in one of those houses and no one could find him. Only by chance was he rescued. His nephew, Colonel Timms, wanted to see him. He was asking around and inquired in vain at Elwes's bankers and other places. A boy selling pots on the street said he'd seen an old beggar go into a stable at one of Elwes's uninhabited houses. Tim's knocked on the door, but when no one answered, he sent for a blacksmith and had the lock forced. According to the author Edward Walford in volume four of his Old and New London, he said in the lower part of the house was 
It was all shut and silent, but uh, on ascending the stairs, they heard the moans of a person seemingly in distress. They went to the chamber, and there on an old pallet bed they found Mr. Elwes, apparently in the agonies of death. For some time, he seemed quite insensible. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I will tell you more about how this man ended up and the lesson that we are supposed to learn from this. And again, I don't care if what time of year you're listening to this podcast. We have these types of stories to help us keep our minds in the right place and to think about what it is to be happy and to be generous and how wrong we can be when we obsess over the superficial and material world and do a disservice to ourselves and everyone around us. I might even touch on how this relates to what is called a liminal experience. Do you know what that is? Once again, please go to joshuapwarren.com. Sign up for my free e-newsletter there. It takes you two seconds. I hope you'll also follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. And that way you will receive breaking news almost in real time. So <laughs> there, uh, there's, there's a lot a lot to dig into in this podcast. I think you'll enjoy for sure the next two segments. You are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and the Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am Joshua P. Warren, and I will be right back after this. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. 
The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters, big and small. Support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Well, 2020 has been quite a year and most of us are glad it's almost over. Live shows all over have been brought to a halt, but it's only a matter of time before they're back. Make sure and go to the coasttocoastam.com website under our events section for the latest updates on live theater shows, expos, and more. Go now to coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. You're listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren on the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Don't forget, you can listen to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren. Before the break, I was telling you about this, well, unpleasant state that John Ellis, the real Scrooge, was found in. Goes on to say that uh, after they discovered him quite insensible, he remained in this condition until some cordials could be administered by a neighboring apothecary. And after he had sufficiently recovered, Elwes stated that he believed he had been ill for two or three days and that there was an old woman in the house, a maid. But for some reason or other, she had not been near him, that she had been ill herself. But he supposed she must have recovered and gone away. Upon searching the premises, however, Tim's and the apothecary found that the woman was stretched lifeless on the floor. She had apparently been dead in there for two days. Toward the end of his life, Elwes grew feverish and restless. 
hoarding small quantities of money in different places, continually visiting all the places of deposit to see that they were safe. He began suffering from delusion, fearing he would die in poverty. In the night, he was heard struggling with imaginary robbers crying, no, I'll keep my money. Don't rob me. When he was asked who is there, he would say, I beg your pardon. I have been unfortunate and I have been robbed in this house. The family doctor was eventually sent there to look for the dying miser. And the doctor remarked afterward, that man with his original strength of constitution and lifelong habits of temperance might have lived 20 years longer, but for his continual anxiety about money. Even his barrister, that's his lawyer, who drew up his will, was forced to undertake his writings in the firelight by the dying man's bedside in order to save the cost of a candle. The famed miser was also known to sleep in the same worn garments that he wore during the day, and he was discovered one morning between the sheets with his tattered shoes on his feet, an old torn hat on his head, and a stick in his hand. And it was in this condition that he died on the 26th of November of 1789. His burial took place in Stoke by Clare. That's a location there in English, in England. Uh, says that he had approximately $100 million in today's money. And, uh, it says that, you know, some of that went to his two sons who were born out of wedlock, George and John, whom he loved but would not educate, believing that, quote, putting things into people's heads is the sure way to take money out of their pockets, end quote. And he left the rest of his money, however much that was, to a nephew. One of his uh, friends there, his biography, Mr. Uh, his biographer, Mr. Topham, said, quote, his public character lives after him pure and without stain In private life he was chiefly an enemy to himself to others he lent much and to himself he denied everything but in the pursuit of his property or in the recovery of it i have i have not one remembrance of one unkind thing that was ever done by him by the way, on a side note, just in case you've been wondering, the famous actor Carrie Elwes, who played the lead in the movie The Princess Bride, is indeed a descendant of John Elwes. So even though John Elwes was apparently not as mean as Scrooge, he obviously was a great framework for a character who is obsessed with the superficial material world. And in one way or another, he suffered in the end, just as Scrooge would have, if not for the intervention of three spirits on Christmas Eve. And, you know, it's easy for us to look at people like John Elwes and roll our eyes and, and look down on him. But just remember what Jacob Marley said. Okay, he was the tortured ghost of Scrooge's greedy old business partner dragging the heavy chains and the money boxes. And he said, quote, I wear the chain I forged in life. 
I made it link by link and yard by yard of my own free will and of my own free will. I wore it End quote. Would you know the ghost asked Scrooge quote, the weight and length of the strong coil you bear yourself. It was as full and heavy and long as this seven Christmas Eves ago. You have labored on it since it is a ponderous chain, end quote. So now I must ask each of you, my dear listeners, to pause for a moment and imagine your own invisible chain that you have fashioned link by link throughout your life. We all have one. But it may never be too late to cut that chain down a lot to be a better, kinder, more understanding and humble person, to be grateful for the good things in your life, to never take them for granted. Because if you're not careful and you give in to the negative judgmental forces and opinions all around you, that chain may drag you further and further down all the way to Hades. So my advice is, Think about what we know regarding that mind-body-environment connection, that holographic universe. Cut that chain. Raise your vibration. Smile. Tell everyone you love them. Mean it. Do something good for someone. And the spirits of Christmas will only bring you wonderful rewards year-round. Okay, that's why, like I say, this is not just a Christmas podcast. It's a it's a podcast about the relationship between ourselves and the spirit world and what the meaning of life is really all about. And I, I promise you, I'm, I'm going to tell you a creepy story or two here shortly. Because I know this is the podcast, this is the Paranormal Podcast Network, and people want to hear some creepy stories. So I'm going to give you a creepy story. But I think all of this is creepy if you think about what could happen to you and where you can go if you don't have the right kind of attitude. In my book, Use the Force, A Jedi's Guide to the Law of Attraction, I write about, uh, well, a lot of things that you know, come up. Uh, in fact, if you go to Joshua P Warren.com and you'll see a, a picture of this book there on the homepage, you can click that picture and you can instantly buy this thing as a download. Okay. Boom. You'll be able to read it right away. A Jedi's guide to the law of attraction. I talk in it about, um, something that I say every day when I wake up and, uh, I think it helps me and I advise other people to do the same. People email me and they say, what's that again? Every day when I wake up, I say, I live in a friendly, loving, supportive universe that wants me to be happy and succeed. I live in a friendly, loving, supportive universe that wants me to be happy and succeed. And it doesn't have to be that exact wording. But that's the gist of what you need to say to yourself every day, even if you don't believe it. Get started that way. And in this book, I talk about what's called a liminal life. And here's how I presented it. So think about this in relationship to your interaction with other realms, the spirit realm, for example. In studying the mysteries of the universe, I have inevitably come across the conundrums of time travel. Here is the basic enigma. 
the past can only be divided from the future by this thing called the present. But what is the present? How long does it last? One second? Well, it can't be one second because even a second has a beginning and an end, meaning there would be a past and future within our past and future, and that doesn't make sense. A half second then? Well, the fact is there is no span of time we can define that doesn't include a beginning and an end. Therefore, the present is an illusion. It is a statement of where your mind is at any particular stage as it flows along your universal timeline. Your mind is constantly forming the very next instant, which compels the very next instant and so on. The exact moment of here and now is what anthropologists sometimes call a liminal moment. All right. Now think about that. What do you want your your spirit to experience? Do you want to be bogged down with the superficial and the material like the real Ebenezer Scrooge? Liminal comes from the Latin word lemon, L-I-M-E-N, meaning threshold. This word is sometimes used by scholars when describing times around Halloween, for example, when a grand transition is taking place from one world to another and the two realms sort of overlap, a gray period where they can temporarily interact with each other. When you enter a ritual, you move from an old mindset and then are initiated into a new mindset. So this is all about the process of change that's occurring and improvement. So I tell people in this book, if you are training to be a real Jedi, it's crucial that you don't forget the the power of your liminal life, that you must remain in control at all times. So it doesn't matter what you want to manifest, a winning jackpot or the attention of a person across the room or an entirely new life for yourself. You can only do it by taking hold of the one particular moment before you. Always, always, always focusing on that and gratitude for what you have. And this is why it's important for us to realize, hey, your reality can be whatever you want it to be. It can be creepy and spooky. You can interact with beings from other realms, or you can just make yourself happy. But instead of focusing on money and possessions, Focus on the things that make you happy, right? We deal with this a lot when it comes to wishing machines. People wish for money, and I say, skip the money. Wish for the thing that you want. You know, there are many different ways and avenues of getting what you want rather than just focusing on that one thing. You might be actually cutting off some options because the universe is a very big, complex thing, just like the CIA document said. I live in a friendly, loving, supportive universe that wants me to be happy and succeed. You know what's eerie? Sometimes things happen to you that are little signs and symbols from the universe that prove to you that you're on the right track. When we come back from this break, I want to tell you, I'm going to read some of an email to you I got from a listener named Crystal in California who had something very strange happen to her. And she wrote me and said, what does this mean? And I said, aha, I think I know what this means. And I'll tell you about it. I'm also going to read to you. We're talking about ghosts and spooky things, right? I'm going to read a creepy story to you because, well, 
uh, creepy stories remind us that the world is a much more complex place. And uh, even sometimes you have to scare yourself a little bit to realize. <laughs> and then I'm going to play for you the good fortune tone. Yeah. The good fortune tone for the next seven days. If you listen to this, you will have good fortune. That's the idea. You might be amazed what you can do that you don't even realize you can accomplish. I, uh, again, remind you, follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Go to JoshuaPWarren.com and sign up for my free e-newsletter at the site. And that way I can keep you updated in real time as I have some pretty cool new projects I'll be revealing soon. So, I am Joshua P. Warren. This is Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, and I will be right back. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways. Shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. The Coast to Coast AM mobile app is here and waiting for you right now. With the app, you can hear classic shows from the past seven years, listen to the current live show, and get access to the Art Bell Vault where you can listen to uninterrupted audio. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website. We have a handy video guide to help you get the most out of your mobile app 
usage. All the info is waiting for you now at coasttocoastam.com. That's coasttocoastam.com. The internet is an extraordinary resource that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and ideas. It can also expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children are everything. Do everything for them. The Art Bell Vault has classic audio waiting for you now. Go to coasttocoastam.com for details. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network, the show where the unusual becomes usual. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. And you know, I once asked one of my mentors, Charles A. Yost, a NASA Hall of Fame scientist, what is the meaning of life? And he paused for a good 30 seconds or more. And then he said, to learn, to learn. So whatever you talk about and however you talk about it, I think he was right. This is a classroom and we are here to learn something. And for some reason, that reminds me of that line, that memorable line from the song by Oogie Boogie, the boogeyman in the nightmare before Christmas, where he sings, you aren't comprehending the position that you're in. All right. That's the problem. A lot of us are not able to see the big picture. And that's what you're here for. You're here to learn about how to see the big picture. There are different ways of helping you see that. Sometimes it's by telling you something nice and warm and fuzzy and inspirational. Sometimes it's by telling you something creepy. And, you know, there's no doubt about it. Creepy tales are popular because that they they reveal something fundamental, I guess, about who we are as creatures, that fight or flight instinct. I mean, how how do you figure out what it is that gives somebody the goosebumps or makes their hair stand up on the back of their neck or sends a shiver down their spine? I've always been collecting these stories. When I was a teenager, I uh, collected a bunch of stories for a book called Speaking of Strange, an anthology of true stories about, you know, stuff that makes the hair stand up on the back of your neck. And years ago, I collected true stories from uh, people all over the world for another book called It Was a Dark and Creepy Night, Real Life Encounters with the Strange, Mysterious, and Downright Terrifying. 
And, you know, the other day I was reading through this book and I thought to myself, some of these stories are so interesting that I want to start just picking out at least one of these for every podcast and reading uh, this true experience for you and and just let you know what it brings to mind, you know, what it tells us about the nature of reality from a creepy point of view. Because let's face it, this is a paranormal podcast network and, you know, people like creepy stuff. So listen to this story that was sent to me from a man named Thomas Glenn Kelly, who works as a wholesaler about an experience that he had in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1997. He wrote in 1997, my girlfriend and I were renting a huge, beautiful old duplex in South Minneapolis. My girlfriend worked the night shift 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. I would go to bed just after she left for work, and she would wake me in the morning when she returned home. One morning, she woke me up and asked me why there was a butcher knife in the bathtub. I told her I had no idea, and we laughed it off. A few weeks later, she woke me up and asked why the bone cutters were in the bathtub. Again, we laughed it off as the kitchen was adjacent to the bathroom and the butcher block knife holder was on the counter just outside the bathroom. A month or so later, a similar thing happened. My girlfriend asked why the bone cutters were in the bathroom sink. This odd occurrence continued throughout the three years we lived in the duplex, a total of probably 10 times. Somehow in the night, kitchen cutlery ended up in the bathtub or the bathroom sink once in the toilet. And toward the end of our time there, twice, the butcher knife was laying at the foot of our bed. During our last weekend in the duplex, we threw a party and invited the downstairs tenants. They were a couple who had lived in the building for years. And during the course of conversation and drinks, the subject of our landlord came up. We both went white when they informed us that in 1968, our landlord's mother had committed suicide in our unit, in the bathtub, with a butcher knife. That's what I call a creepy little tell. So thank you to Thomas Glenn Kelly and... Minneapolis uh, for sending me that. What does that tell you? Now, you could say, oh, well, Josh, that's just a spooky campfire tale. Maybe it is. Or maybe when you've lived a life like I have and you see enough of these kinds of stories, you begin to realize that if you're that type of person who creates that chain for yourself, link by link, like Jacob Marley, like Ebenezer Scrooge, whether it's a chain based on money and greed or it's based upon something else that's crude, something else that's superficial, something else that's material. Maybe sometimes it weighs you down so heavily that it traps you and you just can't get out, right? You can't get away from it. You're doomed to repeat something terrible. As you try to escape, but you're not allowed to escape. Now, I know that's a downer. I know that's a downer, but you might need to think about that. 
On the other hand, listen to this. This is an email I just recently got from Crystal in California. And she wrote, I live in a very old house on the side of a hill facing sunsets. At this time of year, it's cold inside, so sometimes I step out into the front yard and stand with my back to the sun and warm up and enjoy the view. Well, this morning, around 10.30, I was doing this and watching my cat down the hill where it happened. Clear as day. Now, listen to this, folks. Clear as day. As loud as a normal conversational voice, it seemed like about five feet behind me and a little up, there was the sound of one very clear ringing of a bell. There was no one around me, and behind me was the house, garage, and a large oak tree. I didn't have any scared or ominous feelings, but I am one of those strange people who almost never feels fear, but it sounded beautiful to me. I looked around for where it could have come from, and I didn't find anything Do you know what this could be or mean? And I wrote her back and I said, I have heard about this phenomenon before, and it's always considered a sign that an angel or an otherwise protective spirit is watching over you. This signifies a blessing. So maybe you've had a similar experience, and if so, Well, perhaps that will help you in some way. So here's what I want to do. I want to give you a blessing, and I want to play a tone for you that lasts about 20 seconds. And this 20-second tone is going to perhaps bring you good fortune. That's the intention for the next seven days. Uh. Now, people ask me a lot about how I get this type of audio, and look, I'm not ready to to give all the details out about it, but I do use a a variety of techniques, including Parasymatics 2.0, which you can learn about at joshuapwarren.com, as well as taking spectrographs, which is sort of a scanned image of something, and turning it into sound. So this particular sound you're about to hear the tone for good fortune for the next seven days was ultimately extracted from imaging that I took of the golden mean, the golden ratio, which is apparently supposedly the most beautiful, harmonious, balanced tone that you can possibly get. So if, if you're in a position like you're not driving or whatever, and you can close your eyes and listen to this and focus That's what I want you to do. So first off, let me just, I'm going to say something to you that I want you to think about. And then I'm going to play this tone. I'm only going to do it one time. Are you ready? Here is, here's the blessing. Here we go. For the next seven days, I, Sir Knight Joshua P. Warren, Bless whoever listens to this sacred tone. I will only play it one time. Here it is.
All right. You may have noticed that the tone went sort of like. It was it covered a large, large span of frequencies from kind of high to low and low to high. That is exactly what it was intended to do. And hopefully you felt good while listening to it. Listen to it as often as possible. And as I've mentioned already on this show, this is one of those shows that, look, we get distracted. We get bombarded all the time with people trying to sway us and manipulate our thinking. Or And right now, you know, maybe you're feeling potentially distressed or depressed or any of those things. Take this show if you if you like it. It's a free show. And just email it to all your friends and family. All right. That's very important that you do that so that they can stay uh, connected to to this show. And um, also, I can't tell you enough. If you go to Joshua P. Warren dot com and you'll find right there on the homepage where, you know, there's a lot of good stuff there, actually. But if you if you click the link where it says sign up for the free e-newsletter, that is an e-newsletter that I write to you directly with my own two fingers. All right. So this is not it's it's free and it's spam free. I pay a lot of money. So this goes to you without commercials and you'll get it straight from my fingers, typos and all. If you sign up right now, it takes you two seconds. You'll automatically get an email that gives you a free digital good luck charm. And also you will receive a, um, you'll, well, you'll receive the instructions on how to create the aura visor, the aura visor, which of course helps you to see into the invisible realms to see the aura of animals like pets plants other people as well as increase your chances of seeing something on the other side like i'm talking about the spirit realm so that's yours for free and i'm going to be coming up with some other new stuff i'm going to be sending you very soon just wait till you see what i have in store for you if you sign up for the free e-newsletter there at joshuapwarren.com and be sure to also follow me on Twitter. Well, my friends, <laughs> I've got some good stuff lined up for you soon. That's going to do it for this edition of the program. Remember the golden rule, okay? You've been listening to Strange Things. Follow me again on Twitter and uh, check out the Curiosity Shop. You'll see stuff there that you won't find anywhere else. Always remember, if you follow the golden rule, only good things can happen to you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. Again, you've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. You've been listening to Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. For shows like this and others, please make sure to tune into the new iHeartMedia and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Like us on Facebook, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. 